My homily today is entitled, Love and Obedience. In the minds of many people these days, those are two ideas that definitely do not go together, spiritually speaking. And this is true even for many Christians. They say they love God, and I presume most of them are sincere in making that assertion. They also believe that obedience to the commandments is optional. Here I include the Ten Commandments, of course, as well as the other commandments Jesus gives us in Scripture and through his church, like the commandment to love your enemies. But Jesus never said that these laws were optional. Quite oppositely, Jesus made a direct connection between love and obedience on many occasions. He did it twice in today's Gospel. He began by saying, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And later on he added, whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. This is a fitting gospel, incidentally, for Mother's Day. When I was young, I remember that when I asked my mom what she wanted for her birthday or Christmas or Mother's Day, she'd almost always give me the same answer. She'd say, I don't want anything material. I don't need any more stuff. Just be nice to your sister. Just obey me when I ask you to do things. That's all I want. That's what will make me happy. That will show me that you love me. To which I would typically respond, Oh, Ma, come on, be serious. You know, what do you want? But she was being serious. In the Christian life, obedience is supposed to flow from love. It's supposed to be rooted in love. The love of a person, a divine person, whose name is Jesus Christ. And to the extent that that's the case, to the extent that our obedience is rooted in love, it will actually be easy. To the extent that our obedience is rooted in obligation or something else, it'll be difficult. Bishop Sheen had a great way of illustrating this. He said, there isn't a driver among us who hasn't broken the law against speeding. But did you ever lean over your steering wheel and say an act of contrition afterward? No, nobody is really sorry for breaking the law unless he gets caught. Sheen was right. Keeping a commandment for the sake of keeping a commandment doesn't provide much motivation for doing what's right, whereas keeping a commandment out of love for another person does provide that incentive. Love for God will motivate us to obey him, and it will lead us to repent when we don't obey him because we'll be conscious of having hurt somebody that we love. Let me change Bishop Sheen's example a little bit to illustrate this point. Imagine that you broke the speed limit law one day, drove recklessly, and almost got into a serious accident with your two little children in the back seat of the car. In that case, would you say an act of contrition afterward for traveling so fast, for driving recklessly? You should. In fact, I would say you should probably bring that sin to the confessional. In any event, you'd be far more likely to realize you broke a law and to repent in a situation like that simply because what you did directly affected two people whom you dearly love. So if you're having difficulty obeying one or more of God's commandments, ask the Lord to fill your heart with love for Him. Personally, I do that all the time. In the, midst of my, in the midst of my own sins, because I know if I love God more, I will obey Him more. 
and sin less. Here we can all take a lesson from Augustine and his experience back in the 4th century. Most of us know, I think, the basic outline of Augustine's story. For the first three decades of his life, Augustine lived a lifestyle that would have made Hugh Hefner, founder of Playboy magazine, proud. That is to say, for his first three decades on earth, Augustine lived the life of a hedonist. His famous prayer was, Lord, make me chaste, but not now. He believed in God, yes, but for him, God was out there somewhere. For him, God was an abstraction, an abstraction to be discussed in a philosophical debate. And God's commandments were a bunch of arbitrary rules to Augustine that threatened his lifestyle, the lifestyle he had chosen to embrace. Well, finally, thanks in large part to his mother Monica's faithful prayers, Augustine had an experience of God's love. He had it through the sacred scriptures. It happened one day when he was in the city of Milan with a friend trying to make sense of his messed up life. And as is the case for most hedonists, Augustine years, Augustine's years of debauchery left him empty and confused and on the verge of despair. Well, at one point he heard a child, the voice of a child in the, in the distance, singing a song that he had never heard before. One of the lines in the song really struck Augustine. The line was, pick it up and read it. Pick it up and read it. He thought maybe that God was trying to speak to him at that moment, so he found a copy of the Bible and picked it up, and he made the decision to read the very first passage his eyes fell upon. It turned out to be the text from Romans 13 where St. Paul says, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual excess and lust, not in quarreling and jealousy, rather put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. At that precise moment, God reached out to Augustine with his love and with his mercy, and Augustine knew it. And that proved to be the turning point in his life. Many years later, as he reflected back on his three decades of sin and his subsequent conversion, Augustine wrote this prayer to God, the God he had clearly fallen in love with. Augustine wrote, Late have I loved you, O beauty, ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside, and it was there that I searched for you. In my unloveliness, I plunged into your lovely things which you created. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you, yet if they had not been in you, they would not have been at all. You called, you shouted, and you broke through my deafness. You flashed, you shone, and you dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me, I drew in breath, and now I pant for you. I have tasted you, now I hunger and thirst for more. You touched me, and I burned for your peace. It's not a coincidence, my brothers and sisters, that Augustine changed his life in a radical way, in a radically positive way. He was touched by the love of God. He began to love God in return. And in response to the love he experienced from God, he was also motivated to obey. And he obeyed so well that he eventually became a saint. It's my prayer today that we will all follow that very same pattern 
in our own lives.